want to talk to you about two kinds of praises today. And the first praise we just did, it's the second praise that I find myself having the problem with. What we just did today was so important, but the praise number two is what I get to in a few minutes. But let me start with praise number one. You may have heard this before, but let me just say this to you and how important this is. There are two times, keep this down now, get, get this in you. There are two times to praise the Lord when you feel like it and when you don't, which basically means any other time, you don't have to praise him. You know what that means? It means that we bless the Lord at all times. So whether I feel like it, I don't feel like it, it's still the time to praise him. And that means blessing the Lord at all times. This is so important for us. And I want to show you this through a passage of scripture in Romans chapter five. I want to show you praise number one, and I want to show you praise number two. Um, in just a few moments. But I want you to look at this with me. I want to read to you out of Romans 5, 1 and 2 and show you what we were doing today and how important this is today. Listen to Romans 5, 1 and 2. The Apostle Paul says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand and we exalt, that's what we were doing, in hope of the glory of God. That word exalt in that passage means to praise him. That's what you were doing today. Exalt means to praise. See, keep this in mind. We, what the apostle Paul was saying was this, we praise God, you ready for this? Because we have peace with God. We praise him because we have peace with God. That's why you were able, some of you couldn't sit, sit down while Greg and the team were leading us in worship today. This is amazing because he says, you know why you have peace? Because you've been justified by faith. Justified by faith. This is what Paul was saying is the apex of praise. This is why we praise him. Justified by faith. And because we're justified, we have peace with God. There's a lot of people that say um, a lot of things in the name of Christianity. They will, they, will, they will promise that if you give your heart to God, you will get this and you will get that. But I want you to listen to me for a second. I can't sign off on a lot of what people tell you about salvation, but I can sign off on this. When you get God in your life, then you get peace with God. That I can sign off on. When you have a relationship with God, then you get peace with God. Now, now you, I want you to just listen to what the Apostle Paul said. He said, how do, you get, how do you get peace with God? This is so important for us to understand. And Paul is very clear on how you get peace with God. Here it is, these simple words, through our Lord Jesus Christ. How do you get peace with God? Here it is, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Or let me say it to you like this. We don't get anything from God unless it's through Jesus Christ. This is what the Apostle Paul was saying. That it's, we don't get anything. I don't get anything. You don't get anything unless it's through Jesus Christ. And that's why I need to say this. That's why when people tried to bring ecumenicalism together, all the religions coming together, um, all the religions being equal, listen to me close, it cannot work unless you have Jesus to get us to God. 
It doesn't work. Ecumenicalism, just saying, let's get all the religions together and put them all on a stage and everybody's at equal footing. Not if you leave out Jesus Christ. Because you don't get peace with God. You don't get justified by faith. And this is what's so important. Religions can't give you a relationship with God. Only Jesus can. Let me say that again. Religion can't give you a relationship with God. Only Jesus can. And if you remove Jesus, the Son, then you remove any chance of a relationship with God the Father. Man, don't miss that today. This is what the Apostle Paul is saying. We're justified by faith. We get peace with God, but it's through Jesus Christ. And if you remove Jesus the Son, whatever religion someone wants to say, then you remove any chance of having a relationship with God. This is so important. You know, in, I was reading an article that in June 2006, Warren Buffett, the world's second richest man, at that time, announced to the world that he is going to donate 85% of his $44 billion to five charitable organizations. I mean, think of that kind of generosity, 85% of $44 billion. I thought that was amazing until what came after that. Listen to these words. He was commenting, Warren Buffett was commenting on the extreme generosity, and this is what he said. There is more than one way to get to heaven, but this is a great way. Okay, listen to me close today, folks. I'm sorry, Warren Buffett. You may be good at making money, but you're not that good on making it to heaven. You may be good in investment, but you're not that good to define that as getting into heaven. If Jesus is not mentioned in your answer, None of us can get there. This is what the Apostle Paul said. Justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus. Not through charitable giving. You can give 100%. If Jesus is left out of the answer, then, then we've missed it. I mean, that's, that's why it's just such a reminder to us. Proverbs 28, 11, And for everyone that God has blessed. God has blessed with making means and for making money. And I think God has blessed some people. We also have to be very careful. Listen. Proverbs 28, 11 says, the rich think they know it all, but the poor can see right through them. Just because we can make money doesn't mean we can make it to heaven. And that's what the apostle Paul was trying to remind us. It's through our Lord Jesus Christ. So let me help all of us today. And Warren Buffett, let me help just for a moment here. Listen to me close. Here's the big question, because I want, to, I want us to first understand this. Everyone, everyone, starting with me, will die one day. Everyone will stand before God according to what the scriptures say. And so think about this question. If God was to ask you, why do you deserve to go to heaven and spend eternity here? Well, according to the article, it's because I gave 85% of my $44 billion. And I, and I, wish, I wish that was enough to get us there. But this is the big question. This is the most important question you can ask. Let me tell you why. Because always remember this. Eternity is too long to be wrong. Eternity is too long to be wrong. So let's get this one right. This is why you saw all these people up here. This is why you saw Ali and Ivory and Misty praising God on this stage today. They are justified by faith, have peace with God through their Lord Jesus Christ. So I want you to write it down in your mind. I want you to write this down in your mind. If, if God was to ask me why I go to heaven and spend eternity there, if your, if your answer doesn't have anything about Jesus, 
the cross, then, then we're not going to heaven. That's not what gets us there. That's not what the Bible says. It's not what the Bible says. I'm a good person. Then that's why I should go. Um, I've never hurt anyone. I, I go to church. I love my family. I provide for my family. Listen to me close. These are all good things, but that's not what the Apostle Paul tells us. The Apostle Paul, let's be clear. This is what the Apostle Paul says. That, that we're not going to heaven because of those stats that we have. I'm good. I provide. I haven't hurt anybody. Um, I love my family. Um, those are all good things. Those are good stats, but that's not the stats that gets us to heaven. See, religion says, if I change, God will love me. But the gospel says, God's love is what changes people. It's not me that, that gets God to love me and to bring me to heaven. It's God's love that literally changes people. You know, you know what reminds me of this incredible transaction of justified by faith, having peace with God? I know this is going to sound really crazy to some that are here, but just listen for a second. When I was growing up here in Long Island, New York, there, there was no eBay. There was no Craigslist. Um, Craigslist and eBay was Friday nights. My dad would drive around to the garbage places all around Long Island to see uh, what he could find, a dresser. That's where I got my first three bikes. That was Craig's list. That was eBay is driving around on Friday nights looking at what people were throwing out. My first three bikes came from the garbage of other people's garbage. Um, and so growing up, I still have today. In fact, I, I looked for it before coming out and it was right there because I keep it really close. I have something that I hold on to that I hold on to in a notebook to remind me how important this verse is, why I praise him. And it's a baseball card. It's an old baseball card that reminds me I'm justified by faith. I have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, I went into the notebook and I, and I pulled it out and it was right there. Um, in fact, this, this card that I have um, here, it's just it, man, it was, it was when I was growing up, um, I looked, it, it's, it's worth between $100 to $400 on eBay. And it has three guys on the card, three people that are on the card. Let, let me tell you two of them. One guy's name is Jeff Schneider, and the other guy's name is Bobby Bonner. Now, I don't think anybody would know these names. Um, Jeff Schneider played one year of professional baseball, 11 games. He was a pitcher. Um, his ERA, his earned run average was 13 runs was his ERA in only 11 games. For those that don't know baseball, that's not very good. Um, Bobby Bom Bonner was a little bit different. Bonner played for four years, appeared in only 61 games, um, eight RBIs, uh, runs batted in, zero home runs, nothing to write home about in those four years. Um, those two guys don't make this card very valuable. It's the, it's the man in the middle that, that changes the, the value of this card. And, and this is what reminds me of Romans 5, 1 and 2. This is what reminds me of justified by faith. This is what reminds me that it's through our Lord Jesus Christ, not through charitable giving, not through being good. This is what reminds me of that. Um, in fact, um, the man in the middle played 21 years for the Baltimore Orioles, appeared in over 3,000 games, came to bat over 11,000 times, collected 3,100 hits, 431 home runs, batted in almost 1,900 runs, 
And the man in the middle is Cal Ripken Jr. His, his stats makes Bobby's and Jeff's shoot up. The value begins to shoot up. This, this is justified by faith, which means Bobby and Jeff are not valuable unless Cal is on the card. Literally, folks, this is what salvation is. This is what God does. When Jesus comes into our life, we start to realize our stats, no matter how great they are, is not enough to get us into heaven. But to be justified by faith is to let Jesus' stats, that we are called the righteousness of God in Christ, those are the stats that gets a person to heaven. Those are the stats that, as Greg led us about amazing grace, that's what makes this amazing. When Jesus comes into our life, like that card, he comes in and goes, now your stats have just changed. He said, what you thought was going to get you there, there's only one thing that gets you to heaven. Jesus died for you, rose from the dead. You've asked him to come into your life, and now his stats are your stats. Let me say that again. Jesus' stats, which is what? That he is the righteousness of God in Christ. We are the righteousness of God in Christ through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what justified by faith is. It's a, it's a forensic term. It's a declaration. The moment we become a Christian, the moment we become born again, it gives us not only peace with God, but it gives us something of what you experience today to exalt praise about. Praise number one. You know, can we just pause here for a second? And I just want to tell you today, you can have that peace with God. Right now, you can have that peace with God. You could be justified by faith through Jesus Christ. Even though you're not in a building and sitting in a red seat, you can have peace with God right where you're at right now. If you're watching, if listening in a car, if you're watching in a, in, in a uh, kitchen, wherever you're at, today, you could be justified by faith, having peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. His stats become your stats. That's what it means. That's justified by faith. The righteousness of God is my stats. It's the only thing that can get me to heaven is when God justifies me that way. Pa Pastor Tim, how, how does that happen? It's by having a relationship with God. It's by remembering it is through Jesus. Through Jesus. Let me, let me say it to you this way. Um, if anyone knows the directions to their own home, it has to be Jesus. So when he came to planet Earth for those 33 years, he gave us the directions to his own home. It would be ludicrous for, for you to tell me, hey, I want you to come over to my house, and me going, well, I'll figure it out. And you're going, I know the best way to get there. Jesus is telling us in John chapter 3 how we get to heaven. Jesus tells us this. This is, this is what's so important. As we begin to understand that Jesus is the one that lays it out for us and said, here is how you have a relation. Here's how you're justified by faith. Have peace with me. And that peace then turns into praise. How does that happen? How, is it through, how, how does Jesus do that? Jesus calls that relationship being born again. Being born again. Pastor Tim, well, how does, how does that happen? How can I rejoice with everyone that's on this stage? How can I rejoice too today, knowing I have peace with God? That relationship is so important. And remember, these are Jesus's directions. John 3, 3 says this, no man, no woman can enter the kingdom of heaven unless they've been born again. In fact, in John 3, 5, Jesus says, you must be born again. Those are the directions. Well, Pastor Tim, how does, how does that happen? Jesus was telling us this. Just as you had a first birth, we need a second birth. First birth in a hospital. He says, you need a second birth. And here is what that begins to happen. Because, because we want 
to not, we want to make this path clear, the directions clear. Listen to this. It's, it's as simple, and we, we say this over and over again, because we don't want people to miss this today, on, on the gospel. We want you to have peace with God, justified by faith through our Lord Jesus Christ. We want you to know today that you are forgiven and on your way to heaven, and that God is changing you, listen, from the inside out that you're not getting a religion, but you're getting a relationship. You're not getting a church. You're getting a person in your life. Well, how does it happen? We, we, we say it's as simple as ABC. A, it's admitting that I'm a sinner. It's getting honest with God that all of us have a symptom. Remember we said this after Amazing Grace? A catastrophic sickness called sin that sickens the soul and even the body of every person that was born. Every one of us, every single one of us, have had that condition. Every single one of us. That's why when we sing Amazing Grace, some of you teared up because you knew that it was Amazing Grace to deal with the catastrophic sickness of sin. It is a sickness. It is a condition that cannot be fixed by a a priest, a pastor, you promising, and even a program. Those can help us, can be moral. We can help us to be a little bit better, but it doesn't get us to heaven. That's only through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm broken inside and the diagnosis is sin and that's why I'm a sinner. So how does, where's the next step? It starts like this, by believing. A is admitting I'm a sinner. B is believing that God sent his son to fix my sinful condition. I I, I can't, we can't fix ourselves. If we could, then God wouldn't have had to send a son. Why, Why would Jesus have to come down and die for our sins if we could fix ourselves? If we could just kind of pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and just fix it. It it doesn't even make sense. If I could get myself to heaven by being good, then Jesus would never have to come and die on the cross for me. God from heaven could have just said, get good, do your best, and then you're going to get to heaven. Jesus's death was Jesus being my sin bearer, was taking my sin upon himself. What it means is he died the death that I should have died because he had to live a life I couldn't live to give me a reward of forgiveness in heaven that I couldn't obtain by myself and I didn't even deserve. And the last one is C. This is a real important one. Don't skip over this. It's confess. Confess him as Lord. It's that word just actually means boss. Like you're in charge now. You you have veto rights of anything that I'm doing because you know me better than anyone else. You knew me in my mother's womb even before a word was formed on my mouth. David said that in Psalm 139. Do you think that Jesus, that God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross to get you to sit in one of those seats up there a Sunday a week or a Sunday and a Tuesday? That's not what he came to do. He came not to get you in a church. He came to get you to heaven. He came to change your life. He wasn't coming just to get get you to listen to him for an hour every week or to watch a, a webcast. He came to set us free. That's why we can praise him today. Coming to church simply on Sunday, that's religion. But being born again, that's the relationship that God wants. That's why Christianity is coming to a person and not a place. And when you call him Lord, you're saying, you're in charge now. You lead my life through your word, through prayer, through your Holy Spirit. You lead my life. And today, today, this could be your day that praise comes out because you're saying, I want that relationship, Pastor Tim. I want to have that. I want this to happen right now. I want to be justified with faith, by faith. I want to have peace with God. 
And I realize today it's not through religion. Religion could put me in a building, but only Jesus can get me to heaven through our Lord Jesus Christ. And today, right now, wherever you're watching, whenever you listen, whether you're watching on Sunday or watching the record, the recording throughout this week, I want you to know today. In fact, I want to even tell you, share this with somebody so they can begin to even see how, how we are, all this is done through our Lord Jesus Christ. But if you're watching today and you're going, Pastor Tim, I want that relationship. I want to start a brand new journey with God. I want that. I want to be born again. I want to be justified by faith through our Lord Jesus Christ. If that's you today and you're watching this, wherever you're at and you hear these words, I don't care how old you are or how young you are, wherever you're at and you're going, I want that. I want forgiveness. I am a sinner. I, want, I believe that Jesus died in my place and I want him to be Lord of my life. Today, wherever you're at, I want you to close your eyes and just pray a prayer. If you're in a place that you can even say the words, you don't have to scream them, you don't have to yell them, but I want you to say these words with me. Would you pray this with me? If you're saying today, I want to decide to have that relationship, come on, pray these words with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe that on the cross, you took my sin, my shame, and my guilt, and you died for it. I believe you faced hell for me so I wouldn't have to go. You rose from the dead to give me a place in heaven, a purpose on earth, and a relationship with your Father. Today, Lord Jesus, I turn from my sin to be born again. Come on, say this with me. God is my Father. Jesus is my Savior. The Holy Spirit is my helper. And heaven is my home. Come on, say these words. In Jesus name. That's the through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh my goodness. That's something to rejoice about. That's, that's why we exalted today. See, if you prayed this prayer, I want you to do me a favor. G give us a chance to just help you on this journey. I, I, if you prayed this, just pull out your phone or right off your laptop. Would you text the word decided to 88202? Decided because you made a decision today to be born again. That's why we can praise him with the number, praise number one. But here's what I want to do today. I want to, I want to close with this because this is something to be excited about. Go ahead. You can text it, decided to 88202. But there's something else. See, Greg and the team and everybody here, you helped us with praise number one, but I've got to just take the next few moments to talk about praise number two. Praise number two is what really messes me up because I, I just don't do this one really well. There's something that salvation justified by faith, peace with God. That's amazing. But the part that I have a hard time with is praise number two, because this one is where I am right now. And honestly, I think a lot of us are based on what's happened over the last two and a half months with COVID-19. This is the one that I've got to learn to do a little bit better. I appreciate these amazing people that allow us to praise number one, but it's the praise number two. Now remember, exalt means praise. So let me read Romans five one more time to you. Listen to these words. Verse one, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then Paul goes on to say these words. He says, 
through whom we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand, we exalt in the hope of the glory of God. Okay, here it comes. Get ready now. Praise number two. Here we go. Verse three. And not only this, but we exalt in our tribulations. Okay, let's hold up right now. That's praise number two. Remember, exalt means praise. Praise him, we have peace with God. Praise him with all these things. This is crazy. Praise God for being saved. I can do that. Praise God for my problems. We got a problem. I can tell you that right now. Paul, hold on a second. This is the praise number two that messes everything up. TSC, I, I don't do praise number two real well. In fact, I don't even know if I do praise number two at all. And this is what's so important. I, 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 this is where I realized how I was missing this. One of, one of the men that has meant a lot to me, Dr. R.T. Kendall, who is pastoring Westminster Chapel in London, told me the story one time about a senior citizen, a, a seasoned saint in his church. Listen to what she said to him. She said, I've been serving the Lord for so long that I can hardly tell the difference between a blessing and a trial. What? I can't tell the difference between a blessing and a, and a trial. You know what she was saying? I understand praise number two. I understand exalting in tribulation. How, how, do, how do you praise in tribulation and troubles? How, how or why? That's what Paul goes on to say for praise number two. Listen to these words. Knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, perseverance proving character, proving character, hope, and hope does not disappoint. And he goes on to say, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who is given to us. He says, this praise number two doesn't even need a church building. It doesn't even need a band. It doesn't need songs. It doesn't need any of those things. That's what blows me away. He was saying that you've got fuel to praise even when you're going through something. What are you saying, Pastor Tim? Keep, keep this in mind. Keep this in mind. Um, always remember that either, especially with this Christian life, either you're in a trial or you're coming out of a trial or you're about to go in a trial, which means that's enough fuel for praise. It's something for me. See, I, what he was saying was, I can praise in a pandemic. I can praise whether I'm in quarantine or not. I can praise whether my state is in phase one, two, or three because it just doesn't matter because I can exalt in tribulation. This is what's amazing. This is praise number two. This is the result of growth, growth of character, which tells me, jot this down, praise doesn't need music for it to be praise. We, we don't even need any of these instruments for us to be praising God today. I, I, I mean, I, I love listening to this team lead us in worship today. To have, to have Greg and Ivory and Misty and Allie lead us in praise today. It was amazing today. And wouldn't it be great if they could just go with us to work? If we could just go, okay, bring the band. Let's just move everything over. But that's not reality. This is not going to happen. Because I don't need, and God was telling us, I don't need that to happen. See, the last thing people want in tough times is to hear about praise him. People want counseling, but they don't want praising. They need, they think, they're thinking they need a counselor and not praise. Listen to me close. You don't need good music to praise. You just need a good God. That's all you need to praise him. And can I tell you today? God is good. He is good. Uh, so, so keep this in mind. 
away with this nonsense that I need certain music to praise him. We have a group that says, I need gospel music. We have another group that says, I need, I need uh, hymns to praise him. We have other people that are going like, I need Elevation or Bethel or Hillsong, or I, I, I need the old school. I, I want, I want um, this, this, this music to represent my ethnicity. Can, okay, I'm about to just kind of mess everything up for you. Heaven's going to mess up for this reason. There's no ethnic se- sections in heaven. There isn't, there isn't a section that sings, that sings black gospel or white music or Australian music or, 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 or millennial music. It is just music to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It's us learning how to praise him. See, worship is not based on music. It can be aided by music, but it's not based on music. See, that's why what Paul was saying was tribulation can be a trigger of praise, not just music. That when I'm facing a difficult time, when I'm going through this, this, this whole storm of what we're going through as a, as a, as a nation and as a, and as a planet, God goes, that could be a trigger for music. Always remember this. Get this down. God is the source of our praise. I don't even need words on a screen. I just need God in heaven to be able to praise him. God is the source of our praise. And so I don't even have to have him on the lower thirds of a screen to sing the song. I don't need to have the words. I just need to have a God in heaven. That's enough to praise him. How come? Because this is what Romans says. Listen to this, Romans 3. And not only this, but we exalt in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, perseverance, proving character, and proving character hope. So let me finish with this. And then we're going to do our best to do some praise number two today in all that we're going through. Let me finish with this. Second thing I want you to keep in mind, praising in trials means you know something. It's a declaration that I know something further. Praising in a trial. Praising what Paul says, that's the praise number two that I have a problem with. He's saying, you know something a little bit more than music here. Keep this in mind. Tough times don't define you. Tough times refine you. They don't define you. They refine you. Because when you can praise in a trial or a tribulation, what you're saying is this. You're seeing a little bit further than the stuff that you're going through. You're seeing a little bit further. Sometimes we have a praise problem because we don't praise in our problems, is what I think. We, we, we're looking for music. We're looking for someone to, to kind of uh, kickstart our worship and and. Boy, I, I know we all have issues. We all have problems. But man, if our problems can become a trigger, a kickstart to praise, because this is what the Apostle Paul was saying. He was saying, what do you see in the future? What do you see ahead? If, if, if praising means to know something or to see something, then what do you see? Paul was saying, I see character, proven character forming in me. That God is going, I'm forming something inside of you. I'm doing something deep inside of you. It's, it's a praise that comes from the other, that sees the other side of the trial, that sees the other side of this. The other side is proven character. That's what the Apostle Paul was saying. That's on the other side of praise number two. See, I've watched this in my life, that pray character doesn't come from books and conferences and church services. Character doesn't come from just sitting in a seat. Character doesn't come by just showing up at church or just reading a book on character. It comes 
from those who have been really to hell and back and still praise Jesus in the midst of it. It's been those that have gone through the hardest season of their life that they have, the two and a half months. They've gone to hell and back and are still able to lift up their hands and to say, God is worthy. How can I praise in problems? How can I sing when things are bad? Here's, here's what I want you to know. Here's what I want you to do. At first sight of a tough day, everything in you, lift up your hands. Praise him. At the first sight of a problem, let's go into praise number two. Can, can I give you just some words, maybe just to help you kickstart praise number two? And, and this, is for me, this is for me also. Listen, listen to this. I, I just wrote these down in my notes. Here's what I'm trying to do with praise number two. God, I don't, need a good, I don't need a good day. I just need a good God to make it through the day. I know something that this problem doesn't know. It's gonna make me a better person, a person of proven character on the other side. Because I know this, I can praise you. That's what praise number two is. Praise doesn't shut down in problems and tribulations. Praise goes up because it says, I know the other side of this. I, I don't want to have a praise that's just rela- that just goes along with the stage and the music here. I want a praise that says, even when it gets tough, why, why is praising in our problem the way for character? Can I, can I tell you what I think? This is just me. Because we are declaring that God is bigger than what you are going through. And that any situation, God will use to make people of character. When I praise them in my problem, I'm saying you're bigger than that. God, you can take what is literally irritating, what is debilitating, what is depressing. And God, because you're bigger than that issue, I can praise you because on the other side of this, you can take any situation and bring hope and character and perseverance inside of me. Diamonds aren't formed under great pressure and heat. If these conditions do exist, they simply will not form. It's not that even... They form of low quality or smaller in size. If the heat or pressure is small, they just won't form at all. And I think God brings his refining fire, those tribulations into our lives to create in us what he wants, what he sees for the future. When he sees lack of character, he brings it into our lives. So the next time that fiery tribulation comes, let's thank God that he's producing exactly what he knows you and I need in our life. Keep keep this in mind, get this down. The only difference between a diamond and a piece of coal is pressure. It's the only difference. Knowing things about some of the lives that are up here, you are diamonds because you've made it through the pressure. You've learned to praise with number two. You've learned to praise on number two. I'm learning that. I'm learning how to praise number two. Or or like 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 Helen Keller said, who is who is deaf. Who, is, who, is, who, is, who couldn't see and couldn't hear, Helen Keller said it like this, character cannot be developed in ease and quiet. And we all know that today. We all know that today. Before we praise, let me just say this. Before Greg leads us, and I'm gonna ask you just to give praise number two here. God is using that struggle to get some, some of us to a place. All, all day, last thing I'm gonna say, all day, 24-7, Heaven's throne is bombarded with worship and praise. Holy, 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 the Bible says. Angels are singing. Angels are singing to the king, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. But what you did today, what these singers have done today is different than even what's happening in heaven. It's different. It's a different praise. 
Those, those angels, though they're saying holy, 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 and though those angels are saying all these other things, it's different. I believe that God always recognizes songs on earth. This is just my opinion. I believe he recognizes songs on earth more than he recognizes songs in heaven. This is just my opinion. For this reason, because they have a different sound to them. What do you mean, Pastor Tim? The song that the angels sing are just, are not what we're singing. Because the redeemed, those of us here, we can sing songs, testing po- even though we're tested positive for COVID-19. We can sing and worship and lift our hands, even though there's cancer, with an unsaved spouse, with a prodigal child that's living in the house. I think God always hears and knows the song of the redeemed because it sounds different than the cherubims and seraphims and the angels in heaven. The redeemed can sing, listen to me, that the redeemed can sing in and with pain even in their life. That's the second praise. That's the Romans 5.3. The redeemed can sing when they're in tribulation. When the angels sing, they only see the glory of God. Why is our praise different? Because they don't sing with cancer in their body. They don't sing when their marriage is under attack. And that's why I've had a hard time with praise number two. But I'm learning. I see something more. I see something for the future. And I have to remind myself today that I will praise him not only with music and not only on Sunday, but I'll praise him even when I'm going through those tribulations, those hard times. But my praise, listen to me close, but I praise him that he can take those hard times and we're facing something and he can do something with them. That's praise number two. Proven character, hope, perseverance. That's praise number two. So here's what we're going to do. Greg and the team are going to lead us in a song. Can I ask you just to give me a praise number two today? I thank God for those that have peace with God, justified by faith. But here's how I want us to close today. I want you to close. I want us to close by us lifting our praise number two to him and going, God, it's been tough. I don't know what we're going through. I don't know what phase you're on. I don't know what country you live in or what state you're in. I don't know if they've opened up restaurants or you're still wearing masks. It doesn't matter. In praise number two, we're going, you're doing something further than my situation. And so today, if you're sitting on a couch, if you're sitting on a, on a chair, if you're riding in your car, would you just lift up a hand? Would you lift up both hands? Could you give him a praise number two today and just go, you're doing something in me. You're doing something. We exalt because we have peace with God, but we can exalt when we're going through the hardest time of our life because he's doing something in that season. And as Greg begins to lead us in this final song, this is what we'll close out with. I just want to pray for you and then we're going to sing this and be done. But I I, I want us to get ready for this. Father, thank you that we can exalt that we are justified by faith and have peace with God. But Lord, there's something deeper that you're doing. You're taking us as a people. You're taking us as the children of God and moving us past verse one and two into three and four. And you're saying, I want to teach you how to praise in tribulation, exalt in tribulation. I want to teach you, I want to teach you that you can lift your hands though your body is racked with pain, that you, though your mind is spinning right now. I want to teach you, you can even lift your hands in that. That God, we declare today, we don't need good music, we just need a good God, a good God today. So no matter what we're going through, unemployed, still with a fever, a cough that won't leave from this virus, quarantined or no quarantine, praise number two is coming from our lips today because you're a good God. And so Lord, as we sing, 
as we begin to announce you as the center of everything that we do, God, just lead us, help us in praise number two.